Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, so we're halfway through. Um, we've talked a lot about just kind of the thematic elements of Kanye West and how so many different songs have touched back to some of his old eras and late registration vibes or, you know, uh, 808 and Heartbreak vibes or even Life is Pablo vibes. It's been an all-encompassing thing. So as we get to the second version of this, we'll speed it up a little bit, just hit track by track as we go. But let's just jump right back into it with Moon, which is, again, another Ding at the Box at Home, another one of my favorite songs, if not maybe my favorite song. You got the classic Kid Cudi singing a verse, doing his hums, which is almost one of the best sounds in music, at least in this century of music as we've been growing up. Mixed with another up-and-coming legendary voice, I think we're kind of going to remember him in that same way of just when you hear his voice, you know, and Don Tolliver, and just the harmonies back and forth. I feel like the only thing missing on this song is just Boney Vare, Justin Vernon in there mixed in, but Don Tolliver takes over and is maybe the new era of that for Kanye West. So I love this song every time. It's never skippable every time it comes on, just the harmonies back and forth. It's one of my favorites. What do you guys think of this one, Harrison? I know you love Kid Cudi Hums. This is the best song on the album by far. This is this is this song right here. I mean, number one, shame on the people that called Don Tolliver an industry plant when he first came out. The guy is extremely talented. Um just has that Houston bounce, Houston sound. And the way that he just sings his chorus just makes you feel like you're levitating. And then Cuddy coming in with the hums and a little bit of the guitar in the back, it just all hits like perfectly at the same time. And uh, yeah, this is definitely the song when it, when it gets to this point, you're kind of halfway through the album. You're like extremely thankful that the song has come on, comes on because it's, it's like the perfect palate cleanser um and and gets you braced for like the second half of the album so 10 out of 10 the song for me yeah no that's a hot take harry uh as far as uh cutty or the song being the the best song on the the album uh definitely was rocking with it though but i don't know about the best song um but yeah no definitely felt like kid cutty um yeah his verse was hard like he barred up for for his verse i think uh yeah i i just kind of like reflected back to like what was that man on the moon um like 2008 2009 and just like when that sound was was coming in initially and like when he was a bigger artist than drake you know uh pursuit of happiness video like drake is like in there like making the the cameo um so yeah just kind of like made me like reflect back to that era of, of hip hop and how instrumental uh, Kid Cudi's sound was. I think 808s and Heartbreaks was like basically yay feeling inspired by Cudi and being like, yo, like I'm trying to take this to the, the next level as far as just like the spacey, super melodic sound. Um, but nah, I, I think it was still, it was refreshing for me to hear that like Cudi has bars still um, and he definitely delivered on this track. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, too, for that reason to see kind of the return. And like we've seen with so many parts of just Kanye West, of like, oh, he still got it. He can still rap. He's still trying to do some of these things. This is another good example of somebody, you know, from our childhood growing up that we have so many memories with. It's like, oh, cool. Cuddy still has it, which, you know, 
a couple albums, just like Kanye West and like any artist who stays around that long, there's a couple moments where you're like, oh, he really fell off or like, what the heck was that project? And it's cool to see him have that comeback. Everybody loves a comeback story. So we'll go jump to the next one here. Heaven and Hell. I really love the chant of this one. Just kind of feels like it's a soundtrack to a movie trailer. And it's the same way that, you know, when Power came out, seemed it was like on every movie trailer ever just had that production where it kind of gets you like motivated to do something. And that's another example where Kanye uses um, his old styles of, you know, kind of like dark, twisted fantasy vibes. Maybe this one might fit in of just that sound and then adding something new of like the ad libs and throwing it all in there. So that's kind of just where I felt on this one. It doesn't have like a super resonant, resonating impact on me compared to some of the other songs, but it just sounds perfect for like a movie trailer. I don't know if you agree, Harrison. Uh, so this song actually is like my, my second favorite song on the album uh, for a couple of reasons. The thing is, is, like up to this point, we haven't really gotten like a single song with just all Kanye in it. And I feel like I just want to hear just him alone. And so the fact that we even get this, um on the album is great i think with the actual instrumental the driving beat um and there's like this little like voices in the back like just doing some some like chanting slash squeaking and uh the whole song just is a gear to to move forward and um i feel like with this one when he's when he's spitting he's actually really focused on this um talking about Things like uh, Burn False Idols, Jesus Disciples. Um, and again, the ending, Kissy Ghost, one of my favorite projects ever. Uh, that, that, that project meant, meant a lot to me. And uh, I feel the love. I absolutely love when Kanye's just like ringing off gun, gun noises and gunshots. Um, and so with, with the outro, it just gets me super hyped when I hear that, that part of Kanye again. Um, so I think altogether the accumulation of the things that i enjoy from kanye uh this one is a uh, definitely one of the reasons why it's a personal favorite of mine yeah i feel like man honestly this might be a best verse on here um i think like a general best verse on like the project the album is what i'm trying to say um anytime like it's kind of like a general rule that i have at least like for like my personal um my personal opinion like when i'm listening just to like rappers like anytime like dude spit about just travel and luxury it's it's a win you know just the the braggadocious um flexing uh i i feel like is is always a dub and just trips to legos connect like legos shout out to niger making the the niger drop there with legos um i was like all right bet like i can vibe with this um and then straight from beirut chicago beirut like anytime like again just like traveling and just like talk talking about yeah, like that know. next level uh yeah just talking about like that next level of extravagance like that's always the dub for me but yeah yeah just uh i feel like he delivered um and uh after listening to that song i was like okay like yeah again like he barred up here yeah i was a fan um specifically because like kanye was like flexing his his lyrical muscles who know if he like actually wrote the verse but <laughs> it went hard for me so I love your skepticism anytime Kanye does like some bar. Man, like, mm, I just babe, I like I'm, cause like man, like rappers like go in on him for like not writing his own rhymes. Like, so it's like when you hear in interviews and just like through dudes low-key throwing shade, it's like, all right, if a lot of people are like saying this, then like 
you know what I'm saying? It, it bothers yeah. them too. So I mean, it is insane. You look at the writing list and the personnel list and like each song has like eight different writers on it. And you have no idea who, who wrote what, you know, West is obviously always uh, listed first, but there's always a bunch of names coming after it. And you never know how that recording process went because he seems like such a control freak where he probably wouldn't be so open to other people, but you never know. Cause he does a good job on this album of at least letting people shine. So you, it's interesting. It'd be really interesting to see how much of that comes from other people. Cause like Harrison said, there's not too many songs where it's just him. So he clearly relies on a lot of help, which any good thing, any good album you look back on is going to have that. There's always somebody else involved outside of the main core of the artist or the main core of the band that helped them get to where they're supposed to be. It's just anything in life, really. If it's good collaboration leads to better products. So we'll go to the next one, Donda. It's another Sunday service choir bass song, Tony Williams on it. This was the one that you heard a lot in the promos leading up with the kind of the clips that were taken from the listening sessions and has Donda's speech in it. And this is kind of what you said, Harrison, where, and Luke, where we finally hear about more of actually what the album is called, Donda. Like her voice is heavily prominent on this one, but it takes until track 15 to get there, to get to that point. So I don't know what you guys thought of this one. It's another element of kind of, a cool place maybe is it if we put this at the intro instead of you know the donda chant or maybe right after exactly. the donda chant it would have had a yes, bit more of an it, impact yeah no i'll, I'll take that it we should have started off with this yeah um yeah no that's that's that was gonna be my thought it's like yo like this this should have been like at the beginning just like yeah donda west kind of you know spinning her monologue and just you know speaking you can tell like that just like that powerful voice like runs in the family like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree um and uh yeah i felt like it would have been like much more like punchy as far as like yo like i have y'all's attention um if this would have if this would have been at the top uh if this would have been the intro then followed by jail i think like yeah that would have been like yo okay like this is like this might be a classic at least from like if it was arranged like that so yeah, yeah i mean i did pretty much what will luke said i i really really wish that this would have been the intro of the record. I think it would have just made the listening aspect and the understanding of the thematic so much more powerful. Um, so I'm a little confused why he placed it so deep into all of the, the records. Um, but in terms of like the Sunny Choir songs, this is definitely this is definitely the best one by far. Yeah, I think I probably agree with that. And then we'll go again where, like we said, this would probably be perfect way to just kind of intro into jail it feels a little bit disjointed going in to keep my spirit alive which i mean it's not as bad as like i think the the 24 into remote control is probably like the worst transition between tracks on the whole album this is like at least a little bit better because you know obviously keep my spirit alive has a little bit more of that religious tinge to it and kind of has at least a bit of a uh i don't even know what to call it like the hook is a little bit more choral based i guess like c h-o-r-a-l not the thing in the ocean um and obviously there's uh vocals here by Kanye the machine west side gun royce the five nine shows up the long time eminem sidekick uh i don't know what you guys thought of this one this is another one that like i can hear one part of it and that part sticks with me just you know the keep my spirit alive as that is sung but every other part of it just doesn't really resonate if it comes up it might be one that i skip to so luke what do you think of this one I'm glad Griselda, um, they're getting their flowers. Uh, Griselda, hip hop group out of Buffalo, New York, Benny the Butcher. 
um, West Side Gun and Conway. Both of those artists, West Side and Kanye, are yeah. or Conway are featured uh, on this song. But uh, yeah, like glad they're getting their flowers. Um, KC, I think, is the the young artist name, Kenyan born, but moved over to the states. Um, yeah, his voice is very unique and sounds really good. Um, yeah, just again, like random placement. Uh, but overall, like I, I thought the song was definitely like, you know, nice little vibe, uh, catchy. Um, and yeah, like I just I'm a huge Griselda fan personally. So anytime like West Side is not really a great rapper, but like I feel like just his sound, uh, high pitched voice and just like the ad libs. Um, yeah, great additives to like whatever songs he's featured on. And then Con- Conway is like the lyricist. He can really spit um also got in his personal bag here too so um yeah overall like this song was was cool um but like nothing like special but yeah glad Griselda is they're getting their flowers for sure yeah uh I definitely gotta agree with Luke here too I never thought I'd see Griselda and, and yeah and, uh, the song together but I feel like this song um is definitely a song for the fans uh of hip-hop um and and, and like Luke says showing them their flowers I also wish for Kanye, this is like the second time he's done this. I, I know I sound a little critical. It's just Kanye is one of my favorite artists. So when he does something, it's like, I want to see him do it to, to, to the nine. But um, if you're going to get like a feature like this, you know, why not give it like the best production slash thematic slash vibe that you could possibly give? Because this would probably be the only time that you're going to be working with them. Kind of like when uh, Jesus is King, I mean, I really liked having clips back together with Push and his brother, but like, you know, for a momentous occasion like that, could we get something a little bit longer? Um, that, that's the only thing that I wish could be flushed out. But uh, yeah, th- this track is pretty good. Um, but uh, I still think it's it's a lot of like hip real hip hop fan service, in my opinion, with this one. Yeah, and I agree with both of those, especially too when it goes right next to. I think the best production on the entire album coming up next, Jesus is Lord, obviously. Wes gets a lot of help from two heavy hitters on this one, Swiss Beats and Gustafel Stein, however you say that <laughs> French man's name, even though it's a German word, where it's another nine-minute epic. This is classic Kanye West in the vibes of Runaway, where it's just an incredible production that kind of sweeps over your ears. It has the hook where it's just another repetitive line, but it really sticks with you. Um again mixes those elements of yeah if this is this is one of those songs there's a few of them on here and my brother brought this up this is 14 year old kid of if church sounded like this like i'd go all the time like kanye has it's really interesting here like this album could really bring a lot of people to you know christianity to go to church and just imagine like if church sounded like this because it's something where you could hear like this could be a church sound you know maybe not j electronica's <laughs> verse as much but who cares why not like it just has that kind of tinges to it where it brings you back to that religious element you kind of feel like that gospel choir but in a new age way that motivates you to just kind of go out into the world and i don't know this song just really has like so many different elements to it that i think it might be i know i've like again one of my favorites but this might be the best song on the whole album production wise what do you think harrison this song definitely in terms of lyricism and production is the best song on the album it's, it's not my like my personal favorite but it's definitely in the top three it's, it's in my opinion the third best um i really enjoyed this song so much especially 
first time hearing Jay Electronica's verse, I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I just remember I had to stand still to really listen to what this dude was speaking because we don't really get Jay Electronica verses that often. He's one of the best fitters in the game. Whenever him or Andre 3000 say something, you just have to stand still and listen. And uh, I think Gesselfelstein on the production, I mean, he has two production credits on this, but, you know, there's just something about like French producers, the way that they're able to sonically create like space and uh, between him and, and, you know, Daft Punk uh, working with Kanye. um, I I really wish that we could even get more of that uh, because I think Kanye thrives best, like under these type of productions. Um, I mean, in terms of like some of the things that are said, Kanye is definitely spitting on this uh, just really just pouring every, you know, cell of his body out into, into word. Um, but I think Jay Electronica for sure steals the show on this one. I mean, the man had a line, something about like, I shake the tectonic plates of the game. If I lay one vocal, I, I, I mean, the guy just has bar after bar in this entire record. And uh, I, I'm happy that it, it was just the two of them. I know there's a part two, obviously from the listening party. Um, and it's also on the, the Donna album with uh, Jada and a couple other um guest but i'm kind of happy that kanye just kind of kept it between the two and then with the outro in particular um highlighting you know larry hoover and, and his family i had to go back and do some research obviously i knew uh i think it was like black black i'm wrong luke or uh sean but he was a leader of the black disciples or something disciples in chicago but yeah. um the gangster disciples some, right I, I, I don't know the name in particular. Like, yeah, no, same. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's yeah, Gangster yeah, Disciples, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But uh, even when he was in, you know, in federal prison, he was still pushing weight and making millions and millions and millions of dollars um, for Chicago. So it's, uh, you know, hearing his son speak like that, you know, not being able to, I mean, I, I don't want to go into, like, the crimes that were committed by his father, but. To be able to hear his son, like, obviously missing his dad and his grandchildren not being even able to touch his father definitely um, kind of strikes, like, a, a nerve um, in terms of, like, feeling for that family in that way. And, and I'm I'm kind of surprised that Kanye was able to, like, put a spin on feeling sorry for a family that, especially the dad that, that committed so many crimes, Um the, and but the last thing I will say, as much as I love this song, I think replayability for this one is only low because once you get to past the six minute mark and you go into Larry Hoover Jr. talking, uh, it kind of becomes too repetitive if, if you're trying to like bop this whole song the way through. That's why I won't put it at like one or two for me personally, but um, I, I love this song and uh, I wish we had more of like Kanye on this type of production for sure. Yeah, I feel like. Um it's long longest crap man um and uh, it's longer than runaway bro yeah no it's freaking long dude and like that's that's like my like biggest qualm with just not this song but like the album it's like yo just be concise like what you have is quality like quality production like you guys were saying um jay elect went in i feel like i have to google literally every other word he says because he's just bringing up like these references out of his butt like dude is obviously super super intelligent um but um yeah man like i'll keep it short and sweet like it's a long song like great production quality for sure um awesome hook 
Uh, but yeah, it's just it's too long for me and definitely didn't need a part two. But um, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. I mean, everything you guys said is just another example of this of little elements here or there where you want Kanye to be Kanye and he obviously took so t- so much time on this album, but clearly there were little elements that were rushed. And when those rushed elements are there, he kind of did the thing of like, oh, I'll just leave it all in, you know, just put it out that way, where if you just take maybe, you know, take another couple of weeks and cut here or there, that it might have had a little bit more of a punch. Although that gets to the next song, which I think is maybe one of the punchiest, just kind of catchiest vibes. Um, just the beginning of new again with the beat that comes in. It's not the best production, because I think, like we just said, that might be Jesus Lord for me, at least. But this might be just the best beat that kind of like gets your head bopping. It's I think maybe if you could fit it into graduation era, Kanye West, just the heavy, heavy synth, something that is built to fill a stadium, which is what he was really trying to do on that album, you know, sampling Daft Punk and getting Chris Martin on a song where it's just, he wanted to build these songs that could just fill huge arenas. Cause he was finally at that stage, you know, headlining festivals and that type of thing where I feel like this song kind of fits into that era. And just the first line of, you know, high with a bunch of eyes is just so catchy and kind of like brings you right in. And then there's the one problem, which I don't know, Chris Brown is on this, which, you know, don't love Chris Brown, but, there are so many elements where Chris Brown has done, you know, great things, especially on Kanye West songs. And I don't know, maybe there's more Chris Brown here because that was cut because Chris Brown posted that Instagram post saying, you know, Kanye's a weird dude and was all mad about it, which he since deleted. So I don't know what's missing here. Maybe there's a great Chris Brown hook that we're all missing and would have been worth the feature. But this is another the first like real good example of, Kanye adding someone, you know, that cancel culture probably would not want you to have on an album. And he does it anyway because he's Kanye West, but not to the point where I feel like it was almost worth it, you know? But every other part of the song, I loved. I don't know what you thought, Luke. You had a lot of expressions going on. Yeah, as I was no, talking. So we need to, let's run this back real quick. You don't love Chris Brown. Wow. Um, well, I mean, okay, we're talking off that's the field real. Here. That's real. Um, that makes a lot more sense. Um, so I was like, sheesh, hot take for sure. Um, I mean, forever's a bop. No hair's a bop. You know, run that. Yeah, Chris Brown's a uh, incredible. His vocals on waves and everything. Yes, voice amazing. Dancer incredible. The hat <laughs> tricks with the dance. Trendsetter. The next usher for a while, but off the field, man's yes, problematic. Not, beyond, definitely can uh, subscribe to that. Um, yeah, no, I I think like honestly, like this song was just very. Um, a skip for me uh to be real i think like the biggest thing i was trying to figure out i was like yo like what the heck was chris brown so tight about you know like he's on the app like he made the cut like right? it's kanye you know you should just yeah, right? be happy that you made it you know like a lot uh, i'm sure a lot of artists didn't actually end up making the cut so um would definitely love to uh find out what what's deeper there as far as why he was so tight but uh, yeah overall i don't really got much to say about the song um was so so for me skipped it um wasn't really doing too much for me personally so yeah i'm gonna skip this one too i mean the first couple lot wow i'm all first couple lines you know you definitely use you'll, you'll see all over instagram but uh I, i'm just surprised kanye started off the song <laughs> with chris brown saying if i hit you so i just found that a little funny <laughs> yeah that's again just kanye west being I don't care what mm-hmm. they're almost doing it on purpose, which is like, just take a little bit of the temperature. I know he's gotten to where he is by being the man who 
just says whatever he wants and doesn't really care and is going to go against the grain, which, you know, works a lot and is a kind of an artistic vision and where he's gotten to that level. Maybe he never would if he doesn't do those things. But that's just one like little example that seems so unnecessary where you wouldn't get all the crap that you complain about if you just didn't do little things like this. Like it's very simple to just take a temperature of the room. But who knows how easy it is when you get to that level of fame and stardom I don't even know if you can take a temperature of the room, if you even know what's going on in like the general public's ideas in society, because you're so far removed because you're on such a different level where life is clearly not the same as everybody else's. So maybe that's what's happening there. And he just really liked the way Chris Brown sounded, which a lot of people still listen to his music in the same way. So he's not alone. So we'll jump now to television as we get closer to the end here. Obviously, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. This is a Pop Smoke song, the drill beat. That's kind of what stood out for me. If you put it up on, you know, one of uh, Pop Smoke's last two albums that came out posthumously, I don't know. You'd be excited, you know, there's a Kanye produced song on there. There's a Kanye feature on there, but I don't think it even stands up against some of Pop Smoke's best stuff. Um, So I don't know what you guys thought about this one. Luke, what did you think? When uh, I heard this song, listened to the album when I was flying back uh, from Denver to, to Charlotte and like I was kind of like half asleep um, and uh, because of the flight and on, honestly, just like the album was just like dragging on for me. But like I heard it and I was confused. I was like, yo, like this is definitely like a pop smoke record. What What is it like? I was confused at first yeah. and I was expecting to hear Pusha T because uh, he had a verse um, <laughs> on um the pop smoke record or at least this record that was on his album and like he went in um and uh yeah i was like okay like honestly like i don't know why this song is on this album definitely doesn't need to be on this album so um but kanye's a mind of his own so yeah it's only a minute 44 too it seems like a very odd choice yeah this song is just confusing i i really really dislike the fact (laughs) that the song is on the record and I really hope that the only reason the song wasn't added on was to sell more records or sales, you know, for, for commercial sales. Um, I hate, I hate when like posthumous yeah. artists are, you know, their songs are still being used to, to push like industry uh, uh, figures and numbers and, and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I, I don't like this on the record at all. And it just kind of ruins like part of the album for me just having it on there. Yeah. And then we'll jump right to another one where I think I, not could have been cut, but maybe you combine it with um, with Donda or maybe you combine it with 24 and make that one song. And Lord, I need you another Sunday service choir type of interlude where we get a little bit more from Kanye. He gets a verse on this one. I go back and forth and maybe this is the best one of those on the album. I really like the line where he says, you know, when you said you give me a ring, you really wanted a ring, huh? Just kind of you know it's classic Kanye which is a little bit of a wordplay there nothing too profound is did this one stand out in any way compared to the other Sunday service choir elements to you guys uh what do you think Harrison um yeah I would agree with you on that I think now that I'm now that we're talking about this with the three Sunday service choir songs that he has on this album I think the if the placement would have been used better it would have been great transitioning points between like telling obviously the, the story or the thematic of the songs in between um, the transition points. So uh, while I enjoy this one, I, I mean, I gotta be honest, like I don't really remember this one as 
as much like when it comes on obviously i enjoy it but again and kind of with like luke how he feels at this point like the album has just been going on for a while and um i feel like because of where this is placed it just it's, it's just more filler to me no i i feel like i definitely agree with you harrison um i think uh like after listening to this song it's like yo like what really went down with uh him and kim uh as far as just like what what really made their relationship unbearable like there are rumors about like her cheating you know with drake or drake getting into the picture which kind of just added to the beef with drake and pusha and pusha being good music um so um yeah i'm like all right like obviously you have like two like you know um the world revolves around me type of personalities even though they're both doing great things as far as just like trying to get you know people out of jail that you know were wrongfully convicted and you know i know kim is trying to um you know pursue getting a a law degree but um yeah like that's what really you know stuck out after listening to this song um definitely wasn't a song and, that and what was up with what was up with the 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 wheezy uh, producer tags throughout the song, right? Like yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's just yeah exactly. Yeah, so it was just like I had to kind of like find other aspects that tied into the song to keep me entertained when listening to the song, if that made sense. So, um, or if that makes sense. But like overall, I was just like, yo, like what? Why is this here? <laughs> and I think it's funny too because that goes again, like we talked about where this this little section of the album where if you just cut those two and new again goes right into pure souls. I know you guys didn't love new again, but that would just be like such kind of more of a vibe, like into that transition. So we'll transition into pure souls, which I think is one of the most fire songs on the album. This is another one where my Vortier and brother was like, this makes me want to go to church where he's having some type of spiritual connection to the song, which is not something maybe you would really think of. It's like, oh, if I just played a Roddy Rich song and all you know is the box, you're like, this is a guy who can create spiritual connections with teenagers. Like, what's going on here? So I think that's one of the cool elements of this one. I mean, I'm biased. I love Roddy, as Harrison knows very well. Um, but I just love this one. It's a short, punchy song. I think one that could, you know, resonate for a while, be one of the hits that maybe lasts a little bit longer than most of the tracks on this album. So Harrison, what do you think of our boy Roddy featuring on this one. And what do you think of pure souls as a whole? I love this song so much. This is another one of the, like, this is actually this one and uh, the Lone Hill one are the only like feel good ones in the album. And um, I think this, this song with Roddy's appearance, just goes to show like the talent that is coming out of the West coast, kind of what Luke alluded to earlier with uh, Keen. But um, I feel like Roddy, anytime he's on this type of beat, he just absolutely just bodies it. And so hearing this, like it just makes me more excited to listen to Roddy's future projects when that comes out eventually. Um, and obviously with the two of them working together, I'm really happy that he got his chance to shine uh, on the record. I also liked, um, I don't know who the uh, artist was on the outro, but she sounded great on the, on the record as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So with the two of them, I mean, I, this, this might be like the most like cohesive track in terms of like what the, what it's trying to like tell, you know? So um, I, I really enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah. Like Sensia definitely, uh, she killed it. And I know she's, you know, popular in like the Jamaica, you know, dance hall uh, wave. Um, so it was cool that, 
Kanye brought her on to, um, you know, help out with this with this record. Uh, but yeah, Roddy is just like I think Ye delivered too, honestly, with his verse. But um, yeah, man, Roddy's next up. You know, like Sean, you're talking about how like you're biased. Like I, I honestly like I don't feel like I haven't met one Roddy Rich hater. Uh, the dude is so musical, um, <laughs> talented. Um, about that, like, been in the street, so he has the street credibility. Like, I mean, he just—he just, he knows how to rap, knows how to ma- rap, knows how to make music. Very musical, very melodic, can sing. Um, yeah, man. Like when I look at like the next generation of young rappers, like he's at the forefront for sure. So um, overall, great record. But like, yeah, you know, Roddy, he claimed it. Yeah, and this is another one, too, where it's almost a six-minute song, where if you look at that, you think, oh, here's another filler, and this one's too long. But it does. this is one of the rare runs that doesn't feel that way, that actually all the elements, you know, like we said, Sensi's verse and just the different elements to it are all worth it and should have been kept in. And I think it goes back to where we're getting up to the end here, where if it goes, you know, new again, pure souls, then come to life, no child left behind, just ends there, would be an incredible close to the album which of course leads to me thinking that the next two songs are actually pretty solid. Uh, I think one of the better bright spots, like we talked about the peaks and valleys are two peaks for me. So we'll start with come to life. Any thoughts you guys have? I know that little verse where he talks about, you know, should have wrote them down in pen. Um, that little wordplay there is something that like really stayed with me, you know, obviously a line of ever wish you had another life. That's just a line that resonates with everyone. Everyone has had that thought of like, what would you do if you had another chance? And then production wise, Mike Dean shows back up anytime Mike Dean's on the keys and this guitar just adds another element, kind of brings you back to that old Kanye of, uh, you know, dark twisted fantasy era, which is one of the greatest albums of all time. One of my favorites of all time. So what'd you guys think of come to life Harrison? You can go first then Luke, and then we'll get to the yeah, end of this album. This song right here definitely most underrated one on the album. I feel like it doesn't get enough shine. Um, this one for me personally made me feel the most in terms of like the lyrics and the message um, in ter- like in terms of just feeling that raw emotion. I haven't felt that from a Kanye record in a while. I gotta be honest. Uh, it's been like a pretty long time since I, I, I felt that way in terms of him just speaking his heart out. Um, so I really appreciate that vulnerability uh, here with that. And I'm happy that this is how the album comes to a close because for me personally, like the beginning of an album and the end of the album were extremely important. Um, if you're listening through an entire album and so you hate to see an album kind of fall off or tail off towards the end, but between pure souls come to life and no child left behind. Like, I think this is a great way to close the record. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the song is extremely underrated and, uh, I wish more people would, would give it more attention. I feel like the, the lyrics are, are very poignant and, and, and deep here. We were talking about, I think, Sean, you mentioned just like the, the theme of like just like Satan and, and, and demons and the devil. I think the devils actually you're talking about just like, all right, is that like a symbol like outwardly or is that like more internally? Uh, but like the bar about I get mad when she home or I get mad when she gone, mad when she home. So it's like like it's a lose-lose yeah. situation and i think that kind of like goes back to again just like the depravity of like man's heart specifically kanye here and just how like you know yeah it's a lose-lose situation um and just like going deeper into like relationships and uh his marriage with kim and 
um yeah so like i i just overall like this song here it's like yeah it just kind of like made me think you know and you know just honestly assess like you know my life to some degree with just like all right like are there instances and situations where i kind of feel like that duality as, as far as like all right like these things i want and then when i get them i'm like yo like they're not very satisfying so what is that telling me so yeah and that's clearly something that we see through his music that he struggled with i think that's a beautiful point and then just kind of gives you a brief glimpse into what he must go through with that bipolar mentality of you know it honestly is an illness of that you talk about the duality of not feeling enough when you think you should have everything especially a guy at this level who literally has everything he could ever want and then that poignantness of that song and like how you said it makes you think and i love music or any art that's what art's supposed to do right it's supposed to just make you think about it when it's over it kind of stays with you and that's the best kind of art and when you're thinking kind of in that headspace then it goes right into no child left behind of that very kind of makes you fall deeper into that thought just kind of the vibes of that song the, the almost like the aesthetic the audio aesthetic of it is just kind of like very heavenly and it's literally the song that you know you see the videos of kanye rising to the sky in the stadium at that listening party this was the song that's playing behind it. It kind of gives you that very just, I don't even know, kind of ascension. And it a, would have been a perfect way to end the album. We get Gustafelstein coming back on production. Vori's vocals comes back again. It would just be like a perfect way to tie it all at the end. Obviously, No Child Left Behind. Even the title of the song would be a great way to just kind of close it all up. And I thought was another highlight to the album. I don't know what you thought, Harrison. I know you talk a little bit about it and then Luke, and then we'll get to the part twos kind of just wrap it up at the end. Talk them all about this is the perfect way to close the album for me. I think a lot of people like, in my opinion, when you close an album, your closer should be the last couple of songs, but the final song in itself, you got to thematically tie everything together. It doesn't have to be anything long or extravagant, but keep like your message, your, your strongest messages for the last like two or three songs and then just tie it up nice and neat. And again, I really, you know, ever since that uh, Beats promotion uh, during the Olympics with Shikari, um, I've been like waiting to hear the song actually on my headphones, the full studio version, and it definitely doesn't disappoint. Uh, I really enjoyed this song so much in terms of like the simplicity, but also the feeling. Again, like the, the last three songs on the album just give you like an amazing feeling and if we're going to talk about like, is, could this be Kanye's like last album forever? Um, being his 10th album, like, or does he have much to offer anymore? I would be okay with this, like being the last song of Kanye's career, honestly. I could definitely see we're talking about like Sean, how you and your brother were talking about like, yo, like if y'all play like music like this at church, I would go. Um, I feel like I could definitely like hear this song being played or see yeah. like actual churches, you know, black churches like playing this or kind of like embedding like, you know, hints or, you know, this chorus or just this song, honestly, like into like, you know, their worship service. Um, but Harrison, that was a good point about just like the Shikari uh, Power Beats commercials or the commercial um, that, you know, I think dropped like right before the Olympics. But uh yeah, no, that was like, I was like, yo, like, okay, like, what is this? Like, this, this, this is going to be, this is going to be dope. Um, but uh, yeah, again, like, I just feel like this song is very um, spiritual. Um, 
is very like, yo, like I want to like worship, you know, um, and uh, it, it, it sounds like church to me. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Would have been a cool way to end it. And I think this would be interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll just go do this on my free time of making a playlist where you reorganize the songs and make like your own album cut out what you didn't want. I know this is something that I think I saw once this girl, she kind of went viral for uh, doing this with Harry Styles stuff. I think her name is like Amanda Leo Pizzi or something where she took both songs from the albums and kind of like rearranged his discography in a way that told a story about a relationship. And, you know, like each album kind of stands on its own and tells like its own story of this, but it was about like a girl who, finds her way and then loses everything, whatever. It'd be interesting to see what kind of different story we could tell if you just, you know, our own judgment made our own playlist of where it would be. But I think we all agree, like, this would be the end. If we're making that playlist, it'd go, you know, come to life, no child left behind is the end of the album right there. So as we wrap it up, let's just talk about the part twos all at once. There's four of them. Um, obviously, it goes jail, part two, and then okay, okay, junior, Jesus is Lord. Uh We'll get to jail last because I think that's the most interesting one to actually talk about. Okay, okay. Since he gets added as a verse there, I don't know if there's anything you guys can stop me if there's something poignant that comes out to you there. That one's just kind of the same. Another example of why is this here? Why don't you just add that to the original and make that the song? Uh, Junior Ty Dollar Sign gets added, which love Ty Dollar Sign. Why was he not included in the first one? That dude is amazing on anything he touches. Why cut that? Because it's not like it really adds that much length to the song it still only clocks in at three minutes of this version i don't know why that one maybe even could just replace the one that was before it before because i know that version of junior was one that didn't really resonate with you two at all so that extra 30 seconds could have just been the song and then jesus lord somehow becomes even longer and more bloated at 11 and clocking in at 11 and a half you know adding the x the extended you know spoken words and everything that's added there doesn't really seem necessary and kind of loses like we said the punch at the end. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. You can talk about it. But the one question I want to throw to you two is with jail part two, where he takes a great song and makes it maybe even better, but makes me feel so much worse about it because he adds two terrible people in the baby and Marilyn Manson. And of course, everything wants to focus on the baby. What, what Marilyn Manson's accused of is way worse than anything the baby's been accused of. So there's just so much problematic things going on on this one, even though it makes the song better. And then people want to talk about, oh, why even like leave the baby on there? Uh, there's apparently you no know, big fight with Universal, whether this would even make the album. And he wanted to keep the baby on there because I think he said because he was the only vocal person who said he would have voted for him in the election. So he had to keep his brother on there. But the part about it for me that makes it even worse, because I was never a huge baby fan, because if you want to think he's problematic now for the terrible things he said at that at Rolling Loud and the homophobic things he said, let go look back. The dude was problematic before we even got to this point. So I don't really know like what's going on there. Like now all of a sudden people are mad at him because like it was already that way before. And but the one part of it, as I ramble on here, the verse he drops, I could be wrong, but I think it might be the best baby verse of his entire career. <laughs> like it doesn't even come close the way he flows and changes cadences. And it makes me just feel like a little icky inside because this is the one part of the whole part two. So I'm like, this was worth keeping in. Maybe just throw it on. I don't know if that's the thing with Jay, but maybe just put them on both on the same song. So my question to you guys is just reaction to all the part twos, what you thought about the problematic 
parts of the baby and which verse was better the baby or jay's i'll let you go first um yeah no i i agree the the, definitely the best verse on this album in my personal opinion at least feature verse the baby uh best verse period uh honestly um but uh yeah real quick before we get to to that as far as like the dissection of this song like shout out to sencia she i think bodied her verse as well and i think she's gonna blow um her instagram is a thirst trap so i think dudes will you know start to hit that follow (laughs) button and then like with that she'll get more opportunities because they'll be like oh dang like okay she's attractive and she has talent so i think uh, a lot is is coming for her as far as like opportunities uh, opportunities but um i think also too with uh jesus lore part two very long but again just wanted to like give the lockstep flowers Jada Kiss, Sheik Luch, um, Styles P, uh, their verses was the best verses, uh, period. And uh, Jada Kiss might be the most underrated uh, rapper, even though I feel like real hip hop heads give Jada his his flowers. But um, yeah, I just wanted to big up the the locks real quick uh, before we got into uh, yeah, 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 yeah as issue. Um, but uh. Yeah, man, like definitely feel like this should have been one song um, as far as like, you know, have Kanye do his little thing, have Jay uh, follow Kanye, then like finish off with, you know, uh, the baby. I think his verse was um, better. Uh, I think you could tell he's going through some things, you know, you could tell he, you know, feels like his back is against the wall and, you know, he's spitting with like a little bit of extra conviction because of the scrutiny that uh, he's been facing, which rightfully so, like he brought it upon himself and definitely deserves, you know, to to be scrutinized and deserves to kind of be in this position. But I'm not going to front like his team, like his label, like they should be held just as accountable, you know, as far as just like, yo, like you're getting real money now. Like you've surpassed like just like this hip hop bubble, like you are a, pop star you know what i'm saying like you are a mainstream artist so like you got to be mindful yeah. of just like what you say you got to be cognizant of like just yeah man like you're what you say is going to travel to all demographics so um definitely agree uh with just like yo like yeah he should be held you know accountable but at the same time i feel like his team should be have him well prepped for just like all right like express yourself be who you are uh, but at the same time, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta know, like your audience is massive and you can't say crap like that. So, um, but yeah, shout out to Charlotte 704. We out here. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to really reiterate every, I mean, Luke pretty much like said everything that I was going to say, wrapped it up perfectly. Um, I, I guess like the only tidbit that I'll put in there is like, I feel like Kanye, his entire career has always like put things in a position where the irony is just so apparent and like you have Marilyn Manson screaming out like guess who's going to jail tonight and you have like a, a Christian of Satanist and like a homophobic all in one song together like only he can you know really do that you know so it's like looking at the bigger picture of things I sometimes wonder if Kanye just does these things to be like hey look at me I can do this nobody else can do, can do this For and sure. so I feel like with this you know song in particular it, it was just more of that that reason just to flex on the fact that he has the power to do that um 
And then, you know, with the bonus tracks overall, I mean, I, I kind of wish like there was a deluxe version just so I didn't have to see them at the end of like No Child Left Behind. But uh, just just to wrap. Yeah. You just need that little line, that demarcation that kind of separates them, even though they're there, like just the parenthetical bonus track would have gave you something different, like a different agree, feeling yeah. to them. I agree. I mean, um, yeah, I just want to ask you guys like, your opinion and final thoughts on like how you feel. I mean, personally, I think this, I, I really do enjoy this album because I love Kanye, but this, in my opinion, could have been like easily one of his best records if there was a couple more changes number one if the mixing and mastering was just done a little bit better not too rushed um in terms of like some of the songs being cut making it more concise and like the thematic of his mom and the story of like he, he kind of showed that on life of pablo life of pablo essentially telling like three stories of like pablo picasso the artist pablo escobar the drug dealer and then also paul the apostle and kanye's split personalities throughout that i feel like with this, this one it's it's kind of like to you know kanye the old kanye and then kanye the christian family man and uh i kind of wish that mm. was a little bit more um flushed out because the, the last thing that i have to say is i don't think kanye in my opinion should put out another album after this like i know he has so much to offer in terms of his musical gifts but if you think about his entire discography like this guy's really come out with something new and fresh every single time but it feels like at this point with the overwhelming amount of features and you know like uh the lack of kanye's uh screen time if you want to say uh, he's kind of reached like the end of his tr- like journey in my opinion um and, and if that is the case then i kind of wish this last one just would have been like tied up just more neat um but but overall, you know, I'm I'm just thankful that we even have like a Kanye record in the first place. Yeah, what, Luke, what were your overall thoughts on the album, and where do you think it kind of ranks and compares yeah, in his discography? Nah, I feel like uh, I do want to circle back to a point that you know Harrison made about just like Kanye being on the track with like Marilyn Manson and the baby, and just you know being a quote unquote Christian guy, but you know surrounding himself at least like musically with like dudes that you know don't have the best reputation, um, and you know. I uh, feel like we're going to Bible study a little bit with what, what I'm about to say here. But it's like, man, like you look at the character of like Jesus, like as a as a person, as an individual, like he was breaking bread with like the mm-hmm. tax collectors, which were, you know, very, very ostracized and looked down upon and like the community back then. And, you know, um, reaching out and, you know, caring for, you know, the uh, prostitutes and just like people that were like really, really scrutinized and like, you know, just bible times you know 2000 plus years ago like jesus was like around and um yeah like doing life with them and like reaching out and trying to minister to them so um i do respect kanye for like yeah not being in like okay like i'm making secular music or i'm making gospel music i'm just gonna like surround myself with like you know kirk franklin and tasha tasha cobbs and um you know kiera shared but like being like okay like i'm gonna be like you know christian in my space to um so like I I respected that um, as far as like this project I think like overall um, yeah like I, I feel like it's just the sound 
though like there are some slappers on on here like i i do feel like it's a bit outdated i feel like it it drags on i feel like if there were 10 to 12 records um from this project that were like kind of like hand-picked and like just kind of like constructed like this could have been like a really 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 dope album uh but overall man like i i just feel like as of late, you know what I'm saying? Like the life of Pablo, my personal opinion was probably Kanye's like last respectable album. Uh, I think we know like he he's moved on from, you know, the college dropout, late registration, 808s and heartbreak stays. Like that's just like different time. We can't compare, you know, Kanye to what he was back then. He's in a different space, billionaire now. But yeah, um, yeah overall, I feel like, yeah, subpar album. Yeah, and I think I definitely like it more than a lot of people just because I keep listening to it and there hasn't been too many albums lately, which is kind of the sad state of music that have really stuck with me and I keep going back to and this has been one. But I know it's a little coming from bias because I love Kanye West, but if you stack up his 10, just his albums, this is probably only like seventh or eighth if you're really putting it at its best and its peak. So um, it would be really interesting to see how I'd feel about it if we kind of redid it. And if somebody, you know, if you take the time to reorganize the album in your own way and cut out some stuff, definitely share that with me. I'd be really interested to see how that kind of changes the vibe. And maybe it's something I'll do myself. But overall, I think it just shows Kanye being Kanye, which is the stage that we all expect from him at this point of that braggadociousness came back. He tried really hard to throw some bars out there, even if, you know, they were he got some help on them, as Luke liked to say to say but he tried he spit a little bit it was kind of what i wanted from jesus is king where you can make you know christian sounding music cool you can make it still slap you can make it still bang and i think there were enough of those moments where that were missing from jesus is king where you're like it was cool and like the production was there but just didn't stick with you there's enough moments here that stick with you that i'll remember going back listening to this later down the road where i'll you know start bopping my head and be like oh yeah this one was a banger this one was a banger and then maybe you skip a few and the unfortunate part of this one is there's just too many skips in it because it's so long, it's too bloated. But there's enough good moments in here where it makes me think at least enough that some part of that old Kanye's back, you know, it's that verse of that little rap he had of, you know, I miss the old Kanye straight from the gold Kanye, that whole little thing of, I still do miss a little bit of that old Kanye. And I think we caught enough snippets of it here where I feel satisfied because it was such a long drawn out release to it. So I think I like it a little bit more than you, but if you stack it up with his, 10 just his albums it's still only seven or eight which makes me think okay maybe it's not as great as i initially thought so that kind of wraps it up i really, really appreciate you guys doing this taking this time with me i know it was a long long drawn out conversation for a long album but obviously there's enough things in it that kind of gives you plenty to talk about which is something that like i said art should do and something that kanye west delivers every time even on his shortcomings so appreciate everyone listening um, please listen to the next episode of the Cords and Courts podcast, and I hope you enjoyed this one. Tune in next time. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Harrison. I'll let you guys bounce. Uh, Luke, enjoy that pretty background behind you, and Harrison, go enjoy the streets of Paris. So thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.